Hi, I'm Reem from Pomona, California, by way of Dubai United Arab Emirates and Rockville, Maryland, and currently a student pharmacist at Western University of Health Sciences College of Pharmacy. You're listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. In this episode, we talk with Dr. Ashley Barlow, a postgraduate year one pharmacy practice resident at the University of Maryland Medical Center in Baltimore, and her twin sister, Dr. Brooke Barlow, pharmacy practice resident number 518 at the University of Kentucky Medical Center in Lexington, about using social media for professional networking and how to develop your personal brand. Hello, I'm Laurie Fleming, and joining me today is my co-host, Elizabeth Hearn. Hello, I'm Elizabeth, a PGY1 community pharmacy resident, and Laurie and I are here with the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Forward podcast. Today, we will be diving headfirst into the concept of using social media for networking that can advance your career. I'm really excited about this discussion because up until this point, I've had a separation between my professional life at work and my personal life on social media. With the endless connections available through the internet, it is possible to merge this too. Today we have two guests who have really taken advantage of using social media as an outlet for professional branding and career advancement. That's so right, Laurie. Today we're excited to talk to twins Ashley and Brooke Barlow, who have branded themselves as the AB of Pharmacy. These two are Jefferson University graduates who are now PGY1 residents at the University of Kentucky Healthcare and the University of Maryland, Baltimore. When we were planning this podcast and our team discussed asking Ashley and Brooke to join us for an interview, I actually said I was really excited because even though I've never personally met Brooke and Ashley, I had been hearing about them through social media for a while and I followed them on Twitter. Ashley and Brooke have really created a brand for themselves and their joint Twitter account has set them apart. Ashley, Brooke, welcome to Pharmacy Forward. Hi, Elizabeth and Laurie. Thank you so much for having us today on the Pharmacy Forward podcast. Well, thanks for being here today, Ashley and Brooke. Um, As we said earlier, your reputations precede you. Before this interview, I was actually looking at your Twitter account, and I wanted to read your bio to our listeners. It says, for the love of teaching clinical pearls and creating infographics. I love that you use an approachable resource like Twitter to post quick, useful information like your brightly colored infographics. Can you two both share what motivated you to create your Twitter account handle at the AB of Pharmacy? We're so excited to share our story. So just to get started off, you know, neither Ashton nor I were heavily involved in social media platforms in the early phases of our pharmacy career. Our love of learning and a method of remaining, you know, up to date with the newest literature was actually through blogging. We created an educational blog to share clinical pearls that we learned on rotation in a creative way through mnemonics, rhymes, and pictures. So with our blog, although it was very self-satisfying in creating and building content, there was something missing. Engagement. The opportunity to learn from others and engage in discussions about the content we created. 
So at the time, we actually consulted Dr. Robert Pugliese, who was one of our preceptors in pharmacy school. He readily recognized our enthusiasm for learning and creating educational content. He himself at the time was an avid Twitter user and contributed to a great blog post on Pharmacy Times titled, How Twitter Has Made Me a Better Pharmacist, which we highly recommend the listeners of this podcast to read as it has changed our perspective on social media. He encouraged us to give it a try for ourselves, and he assured us that our fun, creative teaching style and excitement for learning would be well-suited for this professional platform. And as soon as we got started, Ashley and I were truly amazed by the gateway of opportunities that this virtual platform has offered us. But what I want to say is that it's not what led us to start a social media account, but it's what's kept us here. The community invigorated with passion, positive energy, and high spirit that's made us welcomed into this virtual community. So for any of our listeners who may be somewhat unfamiliar with social media, could you dive into the basics? Which social media outlets do you believe may be the most useful for pharmacists and why? I think this is a great question because there are so many different social media platforms to choose from. But I think the most important part about deciding on the social media platform that's right for you, it's important to separate your personal and professional use. It's great to have a balance between both. And it's even better if you can maintain an appropriate professional and personal social media account. But focusing on social media for professional use, there are four that strike us as being the most popular, but each have varying degrees of professional utility. Facebook, for its professional purposes, is used as a source of advertisement for large organizations and businesses about different conferences or continuing education opportunities. We mainly use Facebook for maintaining longitudinal relationships, with pharmacists or students that we've met throughout our professional journey. Now, if you're specialized in photography like myself, then Instagram is the place for you. Although it remains in its infancy for professional use, we've recently found several healthcare professionals and pharmacy organizations that post great educational content like drawings or memes that serve as a great resource for practical clinical pearls and can be a great learning experience for visual learners like myself. So in general, Facebook and Instagram are more for personal use, but are growing in their professional utility. Now, on the contrary, LinkedIn and Twitter have emerged as some of the greatest professional social media platforms in today's society. Think of LinkedIn as an online resume. For instance, you want people to recognize your professional skills and improve your chances of discovering a new job opportunity. In this case, you focus on building your LinkedIn profile to showcase your accomplishments like you would on a CV. This will capture the eye of employers for future hiring opportunities. Lastly, we then have Twitter, which for us has been the most professionally satisfying. Twitter is a form of, say, microblogging, because there are only 280 characters allowed for one post. In this way, it makes it ideal for quick access to the latest medical information from some of the greatest healthcare leaders or medical journals. Our favorite aspect of Twitter is that the level of engagement you can have with this platform Rather than being informed of information in a passive way, like reading a journal, Twitter gives others the opportunity to facilitate sharing of thoughts or ideas amongst a very large healthcare community. This feature shifts you from being an observer of medical information to an active, connected member of the greater healthcare community. And we'll link some of our favorite accounts to these different social media platforms on the show notes today for some of the listeners. When people get ready to create a social media presence, it's good to know which outlet may be suited best for what they need. Once that profile is created, it can be hard to figure out what your first move should be. There are often celebrities or influencers who come to mind who have used social media to establish what makes them them. 
what do you think is your brand? And can you talk about how to really establish a personal brand on social media? This is a great question, Laurie. And just to take a step back, when we talk about defining your personal or professional brand, this may sound like a fancy term that, you know, maybe only businesses or large corporations need to worry about. But the truth of the matter is that ultimately personal branding is your reputation. And that is an integration of how you see yourself and how others see you. I think we can all recognize that our reputation is one of the most important assets that we have as a professional. So for those of you who are tuning into this podcast, I'd like you for, for you to perform a quick activity. Search your name on Google. What comes up? You may be thinking that this is a strange activity, but I think you'd be surprised about how many employers, future residency program directors may use your online profile as a business tool. So my question to you is, what does your Google search currently say about you? But more importantly, what do you want it to say about you? We are presented with countless opportunities on a day-to-day basis to really shape the way that people view us. The important question is, are you taking advantage of them? For us, we've recognized that building a personal brand on social media has been one of the most important ways to become a thoughtful leader in our profession. So when Ashley and I would Google ourselves back in 2017 before getting started on social media, I would admit nothing came up. We were essentially anonymous. But now let's fast forward to 2020. What does the Google search, Brooke Barlow PharmD or Ashley Barlow PharmD, what comes up when we search that on Google? Our Twitter profile, full of creative and innovative infographics. It showcasts that we were featured on podcasts like ACCP about one of our research projects. It also showcasts that we are involved in innovative initiatives as PGY1 residents, and also an ACCP article about creating your digital brand. So I think the key takeaway here is that we all think that meeting someone in person is really the first impression you may make. But I'd like to challenge that perspective in today's digital atmosphere and say that, in fact, your online persona can shape the way people view you before you ever meet them in person. And all of this is to say that you never get a second chance at making that first impression. And social media can help you shape one of the strongest first impressions that you may make. Now, the real question, like you asked, is how do you build your personal or digital brand? Now, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, and we like to encourage everyone that this takes time and really identifying your own strengths. But we did think of an acronym, the A, B, C, D, and E's, to building your social media success. So I'll just go through some of these quickly, but we did develop an infographic that we'll make sure to post in the show notes here for today's podcast. So quickly, A. A means aligning your goals. Think about what it is you're looking to achieve with your social media profile. For Ashley and I, we were in love with clinical pharmacy and about teaching others, which in our bio, we said for the love of sharing clinical pearls and creating infographics, which segues nicely into letter B, building your profile. Your profile should emulate what you're looking to achieve with your social media strategy. And that starts with your handle. We would recommend, you know, people can use their full name or be creative, use periods, underscores, and symbols. For Ashley and I, unfortunately, we could not integrate both of our names into our handle, and but we came up with at the AB of pharmacy. AB is based on our names, Ashley and Brooke, pharmacy due to our profession, and then we capitalized ABC to kind of show that we love teaching. And finally, your photo is an important part of your profile. Keep it professional and consistent. Now, when we talk about C is creating and curating content. When preparing for this podcast, we were kind of inspired to go back and look at one of our first Twitter posts to see how did we jumpstart our professional presence. We would post about clinical pearls that we learned in the classroom and tie them back to hashtags so people could follow us. And now what we do is we create infographics as we recognize that that engages our audience, which nicely goes into letter D, which is defining your audience. 
who are you looking to attract with your social media profile? And it gives you an opportunity to really build a custom community in the professional atmosphere of social media. E is engaging in conversations. Now, when you get onto social media, it's not all about what you create, but involving yourself in the conversations with others and engaging in their content as well. Don't be afraid to like, comment, retweet, and ask questions. The community and networking opportunity is really what makes social media such a fruitful experience. And I know Ashley and I can truly say that that's been what's keeping us engaged in social media throughout our professional career. Thank you, Brooke. I love that acronym. And I can't wait for everyone to see your infographic that you made. I'm definitely going to have to try some of these tricks of the trade in my own social media posts. Now, once someone has set up their social media pages and is ready to start networking, how can one put themselves out there and start networking in ways that can advance their careers? I'm so glad you asked this question because I think my favorite part about this is I'll give a personal example of how Twitter has helped us transform our professional career, especially when transitioning from a student to a resident. So starting on Twitter, we followed a few of our pharmacy role models, meaning pharmacists from different institutions beyond our pharmacy school that we were heavily involved in scholarship, mentorship, or leadership positions. And these were people we wanted to connect or learn from or even be like in our future. An example here is the Atrium Cardiology Collaborative which is a group of cardiology clinical pharmacists from the University of Maryland Medical Center, whom we've always and still to this day greatly admire. So in order for us to build our virtual connection with them, we didn't expect for them to immediately acknowledge and retweet our personal tweets without taking attention to the fantastic work that they do as well. So once we followed this group on Twitter, we would retweet their content, but we would do it in a very thoughtful way. Simply retweeting or liking content doesn't really gain much of your audience's attention. It's contributing to the conversation like Brooke had mentioned and commenting or adding clinical pearls that helps you stand out from a crowd. It's almost like initiating a conversation at a networking event, but it's all virtual. So for example, this group runs a blog and they share content on Twitter. So we started by retweeting one of their posts when they recorded a YouTube video about vasopressors and complex shock syndromes. So when we retweeted this, we said, couldn't think of a better combo, learning cardiology while doing my morning cardio, talk about an adrenaline surge, thanks at Atrium Rx. Here, this comment was very engaging. It was very encouraging and positive. It helped us stand out. They commented, retweeted, and liked it. It didn't take just one tweet for them to finally follow us back and recognize us, but a year later, after remaining consistent and professional in our own content, while also engaging in theirs, the individual members of the Atrium Cardiology Collaborative started to follow us on Twitter, including one of our biggest inspirations, Dr. Brent Reed. And as you can guess, we were thrilled. Once he started to follow us, he even reached out to us and asked if he could use one of our infographics on pain in his ASHP presentation about social media as an example to show others about how professional and innovative content can be posted on Twitter. And if you can guess, we did tweet about us being in this presentation. So for social media has really helped us establish these connections that we otherwise would have never have made if, if we were not on social media and didn't engage in Twitter. In fact, when it came to searching for residency programs, these interactions helped us to identify where we wanted to go for residency because they helped define their brand so well, and it made us attracted to learning from them. 
I actually got a residency interview at the University of Maryland Medical Center. And not only when I walked on in my interviews and felt like I almost already knew everyone in the room because of seeing their Twitter profile pictures and getting to interact with them, we could all basically skip the tell me about yourself question. And instead, in almost every room where there was one of the Twitter influencers, they asked me, what drove you to get involved into social media? I really like your content. Can you tell me more about this infographic? These moments were really amazing to me. And it made me realize that the value of our Twitter was so far beyond just sharing clinical pearls and learning from others. I am currently actually a resident here at the University of Maryland Medical Center, where I get to learn from the very people that I dreamed of connecting with on Twitter every single day. And they'll be mentors for me for forever. So now I just want to say that these are only, this is only one example. Because our clinical content and innovative infographics we've established have helped us build interprofessional relationships with emergency medicine physicians from around the world, where we've been invited to post interprofessional blog posts about pharmacy pearls and also do an infectious disease presentation for emergency medicine residents. Brooke and I both got leadership positions to be on social media groups to help others grow their accounts. And we've also collaborated with other Twitter users on publications. All of this to say is don't underestimate the power of social media and skyrocketing your professional growth. Because for us, without it, we wouldn't be here today sharing our story with you. Wow, that information is so valuable and enlightening. And you two have really made a professional name for yourselves. The potential is unlimited. Now that you've created our page, built our brand, and started networking, what's next? What do you think is on the horizon as far as using social media for professional networking? I think we've all recognized that modern lives are really going digital and healthcare is no exception. So we believe that there will be several opportunities to integrate social media within the pharmacy profession within the near future. Some of the things that we're looking forward to and are excited about is that in today's digital age, an application for jobs, school and residency, whatever it may be that you're looking for to pursue does not solely consist of your resume. Social media just may be the platform for recruitment and candidacy searching, and may be the wave of the future. In pharmacy education, online journal clubs and chats like at ID Journal Club or hashtag ASP chats are becoming increasingly common on social media platforms, and I, we think that these may be great opportunities to be integrated within pharmacy education. Preceptors may encourage students to get involved and help to share their voice on social media while also getting involved in, in educational content. And finally, interprofessional collaboration. Social media has been vital outlet for professionals to collaborate with those from all around the country and even around the world on digital scholarship. Now we can see this area of social media skyrocketing within the next few years. Ashley and Brooke, thank you so much for talking with us. I found this discussion to be extremely informative and I hope our listeners enjoy it as much as I have. Yes, ladies, thank you so much for being here with us today. We really enjoyed speaking with you. Are there any final pearls of knowledge that you'd like to leave with us? Absolutely. Here's our advice for students, residents, or even pharmacists looking to join social media for the very first time. It's my three favorite words that I live by for everything I do in life, but it's never give up. So when first jumping in to social media, it may seem very tempting to judge your success by the number of likes, retweets, or followers. However, don't get discouraged as quality trumps quantity, and there's no numeric measurement of what defines your overall impact on this virtual community. Share your passion, your creativity, let your personality shine, and developing your voice will be the best to help your audience and advance your professional career. 
It will skyrocket your professional development, help you establish lifelong friendships as we have described today, and ultimately empower you to make a difference. Please reach out to us. We would love to help you when starting your social media account and give you useful tips for the future. Thank you so much for having us. Well, thanks to you, Ashley and Brooke. If you would like to see some of the infographics they have created, follow them at the AB of Pharmacy on Twitter. Thanks for being here today on the Pharmacy Forward podcast. Thanks for listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. If you like this podcast, please subscribe using your favorite podcast app and tell all of your pharmacy friends and colleagues. Be sure to rate us and send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a story you'd like to share about someone who's transforming knowledge into action, send us an email. Pharmacy Forward is produced by the Division of Pharmacy Professional Development at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. For more information about our professional development programs, visit pharmacycpd.org. That's pharmacycpd.org. This episode was conceived and developed by Elizabeth Hearn, Elizabeth Yet, Bianca Lascano, Markeisha Cook, Ha Fan, Megan Brown, Lori Fleming, Josh Fleming, and Stuart Haynes.